Welcome back to the season finale of Inside Columbia Basketball presented by Vanderwater. I'm joined by Kyle McCrishan. I'm Mike Kowalski. We're going to have a senior special coming up today. So we've got a total of 10 people on the podcast. Pretty ambitious. So, but we got through them all, Kyle. We did. Not all at the same time. That would have been chaos. No, that would have been a lot. A lot, a lot of Zoom boxes. That <laughs> would have been a lot, a lot of Zoom boxes. But we've, we've got uh, the women's basketball players coming up first. There's four of them. And then after that, we have we had to split the men up into two segments because there's six of them. That's a that's a little that's a little too many on screen at once. Yeah, we got we've got about 90 minutes of content coming your way, so we're not going to waste a lot of your time uh, on an intro this week. So we're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be back with the women's basketball seniors when we come back. Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. to the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. It's our senior special. Uh, as we close out the basketball season, we have the four seniors from the women's basketball program up first. Uh, Callan Spiller joining us from Seattle, Washington, I believe, correct, right? Yes. Okay, good. And then we have uh, Madison Pack, Riley Casey, and Andrew McCormick all joining us from the same household in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, in, in the, the home of Riley Casey's home of Riley Casey's parents. So uh, thank you to the three of you for taking some time today. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's good to see everybody. Like I said before we before we got on this, I haven't seen you four with like in person in over a year. It's crazy. Mike and I were talking about how like last week was the week we all got sent home and started having virtual meetings. And here I am sitting in front of the Statue of Liberty a year later still, and nothing has changed. Um, I just, well, first of all, I kind of just want to catch every, all of our listeners up on what the four of you have been up to over the last year. Uh, Cal, I'm going to start with you. Um, so Obviously, you know, last season, if we can think back that far, uh, you qualified for the Ivy League tournament. Unfortunately, the tournament got canceled uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, everybody disperses, goes home. You told me you went back to Seattle, I believe, correct, at that time? And you've been in Seattle for a year. So how's it been to be back in Seattle for a year? It's been a blessing and a little bit of a curse. Obviously, I'm bummed that we didn't get to spend our senior season with our Columbia teammates on the court. But for me, it has been really nice to be at home and get to see my younger brother, who's 16, kind of grown up and get to know him as a person. 
So it's it's been fun to be home and I've really enjoyed my virtual classes and I'm thankful I get to stay on that track. But it has been tough seeing a lot of the other teams playing and not being around my teammates and not getting to finish out this season as we'd hoped to and kind of finishing our careers at Columbia on that high note of getting back to the tournament. And I think we had a great shot at winning it. So. Yeah. Well, um, do you have any other siblings besides the one, the 16 year old brother? I don't. And so when I left for college, he was 12. And so now seeing him as a 16 year old has been a completely different experience. So I'm thankful to have had that extra year with him and with my family. And we've been pretty hunkered down here in Seattle. So I haven't even been on a plane since last March, which is, a crazy thought. That's probably a good <laughs> thing. It's probably yeah. a good thing. Well, for you, you're used to flying around back and forth, I'm sure, uh, you know, being from Seattle and then going to school in New York. And before that, you were in college in Seattle. I mean, your college journey has kind of taken you all over the place. And as we'll get into later, it's going to take you somewhere else. I'm going to kind of tease that a little bit. Hang on to some listeners here to see where you're going next year. <laughs> um, but just if you can just, uh, you know, reflect on the time, like kind of, you know, the time at Columbia, I mean, you had the transfer year and then you had uh, the year that you were able to play and then you kind of got hurt. I mean, it's kind of been all over the place, but just like reflect on some of your moments that you remember from that you'll remember and take with you from Columbia. There are so many moments I'm going to remember and take with me. I absolutely loved my experience at Columbia and I think transferring was one of the best decisions I ever made. It was so much fun. I got to jump right in with this senior class now, and we were all sophomores living all next door to each other in Fernald, right on the center of campus. And so I think I have so many memories with my teammates and from pizza tours around the city to fun bus rides back from road trips. And even though maybe my time on the court and games was cut short and I may be the only Ivy League program graduate to have never played an Ivy League game, but <laughs> I'm so thankful for all the time I had. And there are so many moments I'm going to take away both on and off the court. I've learned so much and I'm so proud to be a lion and to be graduating with these three who had that extra year under their belts. They've all taught me so much and have been some awesome friends in this process. Well, that's really good to hear. So I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump to those three now. Uh, like I said, all in the same household in Nashville. So first of all, Riley, uh, how did, tell me, I mean, was this the plan? Have you three been living together all year? Uh, how long has this been going on? Because I know some of some of your other teammates are living together in New Jersey as well. Uh, no, we have not been living together the whole year. So I have kind of been bouncing around, just visiting people, going out to California, up, saw my brother in Rochester, New York, uh, safely, of course, with Corona, a lot of tests. <laughs> um, I've just kind of been bouncing around, just visiting friends and seeing people who I wouldn't have otherwise been able to see. Um, but this has only been for like about the last week. It's actually my family. All of them are at the same school in Nashville. It's their spring break. So they went out of town. So I invited a few friends from school just to come stay with me for the week, just to hang out, see Nashville and <laughs> kind of just get somewhat of a little bit of a senior year experience. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we went to the last season that we played, we went to Nashville. Uh, I've, I mean, it's a great place to be. I mean, I don't know how much you can do outside at the moment, but maybe you can at least go outside and go into the city and kind of walk around with your masks on and, and all that. I mean, I assume everybody else, have you guys done stuff like that? Yeah, and a lot of stuff is open outdoors because it's pretty warm outside. Like, I think it's like 70 outside today. It's been a little rainy this week, but it's still like we've been able to do a pretty good amount of stuff. A little scooter tour, uh, little bird scooters all around the city the other day. <laughs> literally saw the whole entire city <laughs> might long, have been a little long. how long all three of you on the scooters 
Yes, and our other friend. I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours. It was a little longer than anticipated. Uh, a few of the scooters died, so that <laughs> made the end a little Wait, so is this more a, abrupt. This a, so you you went on like a legitimate tour of Nashville, like with like a big. No, it was a uh, self-guided. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so where? Did, I mean, what did we see on the self-guided tour? Let's see. Well, we started in 12 South, which has like a lot of cute little restaurants and a lot of little murals. It's really cute. Then we went down uh, past Belmont and Vandy, down Music Row, uh, through the Gulch. And then from the Gulch, you can get up to Broadway through a parking garage, which was pretty fun to go on. It was very smooth riding. <laughs> and then uh, over the little walking bridge that goes over the river. And then we went back pretty much about the same way we came. Nice. And uh, for for Andrea and Madison, it had to be nice to uh, actually, I don't know if you've been to Nashville uh, any time besides when we were there for basketball last season, but to actually have the time to actually take in the city a little bit besides. I mean, I know when we go on those trips, you know, you're playing basketball and you have practice and there's a schedule and all that. Uh, so to actually have a few days to be able to take in Nashville for what it is outside of basketball. So uh, Madison, I'll start with you. What, what favorite part of the, the scooter tour? Um, me and Dre both had older scooters, so we were kind of in the back the whole time. So just being able to see the, I really enjoyed the bridge and to see the skyline of Nashville. I thought it was really pretty. It was a nice day out. It was really sunny. Like where I said, it's been rainy. So to see the sun a little bit, um, it was nice to find, see the skyline and just go through the city. Uh, if I remember correctly from when I was in Nashville back when I was in grad school from the bridge you can see like Titan State I don't know the name of the stadium at the football stadium right what's the name of the stadium yeah Nissan Stadium Nissan Stadium Nissan it's probably stadium. changed names since since I left it just changed so, yeah okay <laughs> there we go all right Dre scooter tour what's the highlight um, that's a tough one. I would say, so we went to an area called the Gulch, which somehow is positioned lower than the city. So you had to come up through like a parking garage and you come up onto Broadway, which was really cool. So then going down Broadway and hearing the live music, that was probably my favorite part. All right. Now I've got to ask you this question and I don't know if it's going to make the podcast. I don't know if it's too much TMI, but I went on Venmo today to go pay somebody. <laughs> and I saw some Venmo transactions as I was scrolling through. And I assume I now know what all gas, no brakes means. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it means? I had something to do with the scooters. I don't know. <laughs> no, actually, I was just paying rye for gas. I thought I had something to do with the scooters. I was like, I, I, was, I, was like I'll have to, I was like, I'll have to bring this up when I talk to them. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Venmo, man, it's, you know, social, it's, it's, it's like social media. It pretty much it's is. It's new social media. Yeah, yeah Dre has a theory you about that. If you have somebody's okay, phone number, they can see. Dre, what's your, what's your theory on, on Venmo? I think it's the up and coming social media. I mean, you can like, you can comment, it can be dangerous. <laughs> I'm a fan. It's true. I always, I, I mean, it, it's always a contest as to uh, who can put the funniest uh, comment in their Venmo transaction. 
Yeah. When you get a like on a Venmo transaction, you know it was good. You know the comment was good. <laughs> or the other person was snooping way too much <laughs> to like it. Someone's scrolling through their Venmo. I went, I was also, I went through and I saw one of my buddies, his wife paid him. And I was like, really? And I like liked the comment and I was like, man, somebody's a penny pincher around here. <laughs> it was like 10 bucks. I was like, wow, you're making your wife pay you 10 bucks for something? <laughs> It was fun. So I guess for the three of you in Nashville, you know, as we're kind of, and Callan too, you can chime in too, but we talked to a few people about this as we're slowly like integrating back into normalcy, uh, you know, regular social interactions. How's it been like kind of starting to ramp that up, obviously in the safe, socially distant manner and everything, but like, has it seemed as comfortable as the other people we've talked to, or is it still a little bit strained for all of you? Um, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I'm very much a germaphobe. Um, <laughs> so I'm very much masked up everywhere we go, doing everything. So even like, I'm kind of nervous about the whole thing. I'm afraid like my, when I was in Florida, like, like very compromised, I guess. So having to take care of them is very nerve-wracking for my family and I. So um, we're very safe, I'd say. Hand sanitizer everywhere, not taking any chances. I think transition back, just like seeing it so far has been really interesting. And I wonder like how, I don't know, just how long it's going to be until people are completely comfortable like with full packed stadiums like full concerts and things like that because like even now like watching a show on tv or something like that and there's like people at like a at a uh, sporting event scene or like it's packed like that I'm like I'm like hesitate for a minute I'm like oh my gosh I don't have masks and then it's like what am I talking about we didn't wear masks until last year like it's just ridiculous but I don't know I'm I'm happy that we seem to be the vaccine is going well and people are hopefully getting <laughs> vaccinated and just moving forward with this so we can get back to normal life sometime soon. <laughs> I also think it's interesting to see kind of the adaptations, how people have, I guess, adapted into trying to bring back normalcy. Like we went sat outside at a restaurant the other day and didn't even see the waiter because we could just do everything on our phones, you know, order, pay, everything, which was interesting. But I also think it's cool to like really appreciate the little things that you may have appreciated before. Like for instance, live music outside. That's something that I definitely really appreciate now that I didn't necessarily as much before. I agree with Dre. I think there are so many new appreciations that we have because of COVID. And it's interesting for me because here I'm working at my high school in the athletics department. So I get to live stream volleyball games to the parents who can't come to games. So it's been really interesting to see that as an adaptation. And it does make me really thankful for those live games that we had when we had the fans and I don't know when it's going to get back to that but it's been interesting to be a part of a team and an athletics program again and seeing all of those new things that have to happen in order to keep us all safe but like Rye said I think it's really encouraging that the vaccine is getting rolled out and it seems like we'll be we're on the track back to normalcy right now. We'll have to uh, talk to Alex Oberweger Mike and see if he can pull Cal away from Hawaii and get her on the uh, get her on the broadcast team. Cal you just just you just stole the stole the lead. We didn't need to ask her about that yet. <laughs> oh gosh, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. 
All right, I brought it up. Might as well go to it. I spilled the beans. I spilled the beans. Okay, I'm a spiller too. Don't worry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Somebody said that to you before. You did not just come up with that on the spot for the first time. I've been born with it. I say it uh, okay. a couple times. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> um, so, Cal, let everybody know. What are, you, what are your plans for next year? Yes, so because I have two years of eligibility left, because of my transfer year, I had to redshirt as a sophomore and we lost this year as seniors. I will be a grad transfer at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, where I'll be studying marketing and competing as a rainbow wahine on their women's basketball team. Congratulations. A little climate New York. <laughs> yes, I've never lived in a warm place ever. I've always been a self-proclaimed, I like sweatshirts and sweats and yoga pants. So I'm in for a big change, but I'm really excited. I've only been to Hawaii once and I was two. So I don't remember or know what it's like. And obviously we haven't been able to visit due to COVID restrictions, but I'm, I'm really excited for this next chapter, but I will forever be a proud Columbia lion. And I'm excited to take everything I've learned kind of to a new place and probably one of the furthest places away I could play NCAA basketball from New York City. So it'll be a little bit. I was going to say, I don't know from Seattle, but from New York City. No, from Seattle. I mean, it's, it's about the far. same flight. Yeah, yeah, it's about the same flight yeah. either way. It's How long still... was, So that's like a five-hour flight to Hawaii from Seattle? Yeah, it's out there. Uh, we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, Madison Pack, what's your, what are your, your uh, post-graduation plans here? Um, so I will be a grad transfer at Carolina University in Coley, North Carolina. I just saw you um, say that one more time. It got cut off on my end. I don't know if the recording caught it. Oh, um, I will be a grad transfer at Western Carolina University in Kalua, or Kalui. Can I start Kalui. over? <laughs> I will be a grad transfer at Western Carolina University in Kalui, North Carolina, and I will be studying sports management. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I, uh, have, you, have you lived in that area of the world before? Well, I'm going to guess no. I have not. But my aunt has a cabin in High Watson, Georgia. Um, so we go and visit um, that area like once or twice a year in the summers. Um, so definitely been in that area. It's like an hour south of nice. Western Carolina. Good barbecue. Good, right? North Carolina barbecue. I lived in South Carolina for three years. Upstate, not coastal. Also, if you've never been to Asheville, North Carolina, great city, great town. It's, it's it's incredible very hipster yes but also very cool place to hang out yeah so i yes. advise you take some time to hang out in Nashville. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very cool all right well congratulations to you riley casey uh yeah so next year i will be playing at william and mary and studying their mba program snaps for everybody we're doing snaps still is that a thing <laughs> William and Mary. So, uh, how did we how did we arrive at William and Mary? Did we, were we thinking about a few different schools, or? Yes. So I was thinking about a few different schools, and actually, probably a few weeks ago, I went on a little, I guess not a little tour. It was a, it was a lot of driving, <laughs> um, and visited some of the schools. I couldn't meet with the coaches or anything, obviously, because of NCAA rules. Uh, but just wanted to see the campuses and the areas because uh, it was a bunch of schools that I I didn't really. I had never been to, I've never been to the area. So it was definitely cool. I, I love William and Mary. Uh, Williamsburg is such a cute little town and it's just a nice, <laughs> nice place. Bill and Mary, 
as I used to call it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you luck as part of the tribe next year. Yep, thank you. And uh, Mad Pack as part of the Catamounts and uh, the, the what, mm -hmm. Rainbow Wahine? Rainbow Wahine, yeah, or Bose, colloquially. I'll All right, and then moving on, Andrea McCormick. Mary, I didn't know if Mary was your middle name. I don't know if I knew that. Now I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary's my middle name. <laughs> so I'm kind of taking a different route, and I'll be starting my professional career come the summer. Very nice. Um, Snaps so, for you as well. Thank you. Yeah, I interned with a company last summer. Unfortunately, I returned, or I got a return offer uh, for this coming summer. So I'll be working with Backset Research Systems, which is basically financial tech company, and I'll be working as a software engineer for them. Really right, looking forward to it. That. Very cool. I mean, if it, you know, just you're not alone. Mike and I did not play graduate basketball either. <laughs> <laughs> you're not we also alone. Did play undergraduate basketball, but that's another story <laughs> altogether. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go reverse order now. Um, and Dre, I'm gonna bring it up now. I want, I want, like, whether the moment be on the court or off the court, you can choose. But I might come up with my favorite on the court moments as we go through this. And Dre, I'm never going to forget when you reverse layup Bella Allery, the number five lottery pick of the WNBA, and just made her just confused, confused her. Didn't see it coming. We have, if I have the clip, I'm going to play it right now. That was my favorite Andrew McCormick moment of all time. That was a cool moment. <laughs> I think you could have dribbled under her legs and scored, and she'd still, it still would have went fine. Yeah, her legs are probably about as tall as I am. <laughs> well, what, if you had to think of like a, a bas, you've had you've had a couple cool moments. Uh, if you had to think of like a basketball moment, or maybe it's off the court, like what, what's going to stick out to you from your time at Columbia? There's so many, so many great moments. Um, one moment in particular that stands out to me is when we beat Mercer in our trip uh, down to Georgia, and I think that was kind of one of our biggest program wins at the time kind of gave us momentum going forward. Um, but also time, that was the last time they lost a game all year after that. Yeah. Loss. They didn't lose a game the rest of the season until they, until the NCAA tournament, but that was a huge win. Yeah, that was a great win. And then also beating Harvard by 20 was, was a huge one. <laughs> Twice, right? I think, yep. yeah, that was la well, last season at home, but I think you're talking about the one before that, where it was like the 22, nothing, 22, nothing run or something like that. In the first in quarter. The first quarter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, the first yeah, one over cool Harvard. One. That was a great moment. It was. All right, Rye. Um, you, you, all right, I'll go to, I'll let you say your moment first. And then if I have something, I'm going to, I'll, I'll chime. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's a tough question. And Dre, with two of her answers, was still two of my great moments. Uh, I think this goes along with the Mercer game, but just the Mercer trip in general was a really fun trip. Uh, we all ended up binge watching the same Netflix show at the same time. Every time we were on the bus, everyone was like huddled up in different groups because everyone was at different, different episodes. And it was just like a fun trip all around. Uh, I think we got some Chick-fil-A and some Waffle House after we beat Mercer, a little celebration. Um, let me think. Uh, there are so many great moments. I don't know. I think like all, all the little moments off the court too, just with the team in the locker room or just like even small event, like hanging out in people's dorm rooms. It was just like, 
I don't know. I just think that just makes the whole experience, just the friendships you make on the team and everything like that. I think that's one of the things that, I mean, I guess we missed out the most on this last year. Like we missed out on, <laughs> on everything <laughs> in regards to the season, but just like being together as a team, those moments are just like the best moments. What's going to stick out to me is your very first game as a freshman at Providence. Uh, and you, I think you scored like 20 points or something like that. And then, but that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. It was when it was after the game. The interview. I go to interview you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she still remembers it. I go to interview you and I'm trying to give you like a quick uh, training seminar, I guess, if you will, two minutes. And then, and then I remember uh, coach G standing next to us and trying to like, like, calm you like, you're going to be fine. You're good. Just do this, do this, do this. You're good. And then oh. I was more nervous for the interview than the game. I was like, I had to ask you, I was like, should I say this? What am I supposed to say? What are you going to ask me? It's just me standing there with my cell phone too. It's like, you know, it's not like you're in like on a stage with lights and then camera and people in the room. It's just like, no, it's just me with a phone. If you, if you mess up, it doesn't matter. I've just started over. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was funny. That was some, you got some great interviews of a lot of our teammates throughout the years too. I, uh, it's always because, you know, it's, it's funny when you go into every game, you don't know who the person after the game is going to be, right? It, and it could surprise you. Like, I remember, like, there's just a, a few games that come to mind where it's like, I, I don't, I don't think I'd ever, this is something I never thought I'd be doing right now, but here we go, right? And then when it's, when it's the first time with anybody, they're like, like deer in headlights. I'm like, it's me with a cell phone. It's like, you'll do it. You'll do it. It's fine. It's not live. It's still, it's still so <laughs> nervous. Like right when it's finished, I'm always like, what did I even say? I think I just blacked out the whole entire interview. I'm like, I have literally no idea what I said until I go watch it again later. That's funny. That's funny. All right, Mad Pack, I'm going to give my moment first. Are you, you good? Sorry. Yep, I'm good. Okay. Hair fell out. No, you're good. <laughs> I think it was one of the first home games that you played and I was sitting there working and then uh, one of my coworkers came up. You pulled up for three, and you, you don't look like a three-point shooter. Just going to throw it out there. You're playing the post, right? And you pulled up, and you hit a three, and somebody comes up next to me and like, does she normally do that? Is she? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to go back. Who, who's saying that, like, everybody shoots threes now? Like, it's oh, She's, she's, she's like, a three-post player. Come on. No, but no, everybody shoots threes now. So whoever said that, Gotta catch up on the game of basketball. But not everyone shoots them as well as Matt. That's Matt is one of the best three-point shooters in the conference. <laughs> That's what I mean. Everybody's got that, at least as a threat to shoot it. And I, obviously, Matt can knock them down too. But I don't know, I Cal. Are you a threat to shoot a three? In high school, I was. I okay. mean, Coach G was for sure pushing to get me to help. But the thing is, we have Dre, we have Rye, we have Matt. We have so many say, teammates yeah. who can knock it down more consistently. So I was like, you know, if you need me in the paint, I got it. I'll pass it out to Mad. She's going to make it every time. So, you know, it's about learning your role. And I think I could be, but my role on this team was a little bit different because we had amazing shooters who were proven. So That's true. I think it was just shocking to people because they would see Mad, like, you know, take the court. She's down in the post on defense, very much looking like a forward center. And then That's... offense, it's like, oh, she's on the perimeter. What, what is she doing? Oh, is she going to shoot? That was, it shocked a lot of people. Yeah, that's always one of my favorite parts of like, a new season when the freshmen come in and we have like a big freshman and they're like guarding me and I'll just be in the trail and they're like 
on the free throw line and I'm like, oh guys, I can shoot it. <laughs> That's dangerous. That happened to me my first year many times. <laughs> that was the first year too. And then everyone's like, no, she's a shooter. She's a shooter. And I was like, I am. And you're like, so, you're, so away and you're like, shooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, uh, when it, so the, one of the most recent videos we put up with the six game winning streak. Uh, and then there's that clip of you hitting a three at Dartmouth, like uh, in that what, what the game that clinched the uh, the tournament berth. Um, yeah, I mean it just is pure, it's pure mad packs. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll let you tell your moments now. Um, uh, I don't know. I think very similar to both. Um. Uh, but I think definitely post game with Dartmouth when we had clinched, that was a good moment. I think, um, you know, we had never done it. Um, so just to feel the excitement in the room afterwards when Coach D was all excited and the bus ride home after that probably was a, one of my favorite moments as well. I think we were just having a great time. Um, we had the, I don't even remember, like the, Roxy called it something like the Lion Comedy Club and we all shared our favorite jokes and we were just <laughs> having a good time. I think that was a good moment, but like Rye said, just like the little moments in the locker rooms before and after practice, I think are times that I'll never forget. Um, just like being ourselves and around each other and just having those friendships um, will always be like the best. All right, Cal. I know you didn't get to play that much, and you're in, in in your Columbia tenure. But when you did play, I felt like I was watching your breakout moment uh, at home against NJIT, when you were just gobbling up everything on the glass, and then all of a sudden I look and you've got four assists, and I'm like, this is this is Callum Spiller at the top of her game, right? Like she's back. That was, that's kind of, uh, that, that's what's going to like stick out to me. I was going to say, if I had to pick a basketball moment, it would be, we drew it. We were in a timeout. Dre and I were on the floor together. Coach she's like, all right, you're going to dribble at Dre's player. Dre's going to go back to where you're going to hit her. And we executed it perfectly. Dre got an and one. She was her classic sauce on that play. And that was like the most excitement was, I'd had. That's right. That was the, so long. That was the play we've put on. We've put that a play on social media. Dre took a hit. He did. On that play. <laughs> Just got up and shook it off. And if you see me, I'm already not in the camera. I ran back. I'm like, Dre's making it. It's in. We're going back. We're running back, which I get in a lot of trouble for, but no one's <laughs> The greatest I want to say coach Rosnick <laughs> when we posted that play uh some it was sometime in the last couple of months we posted that play again and uh he made a comment about like something about your pass to Dre or your screen or whatever yeah he always after that play he always referred to me as the Ivy League Jokic because I really love passing and I really love using my court vision to get my teammates open and that was a great example I remember he always retweeted it and was always like Ivy League Jokic <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious but that was so much fun and then the photo behind Mike reminded me of that Georgetown game I think beating Georgetown no, with that the arena there's a game going on right there now. yeah yeah right behind him you can see me trailing <laughs> the play I was like that was such a cool game to see the community of New York City and so many young people coming out to support us 
and beating a big basketball name like Georgetown, I think, you know, it didn't go over my head. I was like, I've seen Georgetown play growing up and it was really, really cool to go out there and get the win with my teammates with such a big crowd. Like that energy is something I hadn't felt before. So that was a really exciting one too. But Mad stole the story about the bus comedy club, which I have to add, Mad was named the edge player of the bus for her jokes. Um, and so it was so much fun to see everyone go up and just laugh and celebrate that we had made the Ivy League tournament for the first time in school history. And I don't think I've laughed as much as I did then <laughs> since then. So it was so, so much fun. And it's those, like, like my teammates have said, it's those small moments, you know, walking from the gym to Ferris in between class, you know, poking my head out of my dorm and seeing these three outside in, in, uh, in Fernald or just, you know, spending those times on campus. I think being at home has made me realize how much Columbia's campus and our gym really means to me. And I can't wait to return and kind of have that homecoming hopefully someday. Well, uh, it was nice taking some time to reflect with everybody. It was, it was nice that we kind of had this platform to let our, all of our listeners know what everybody's future plans are. So uh, whether they be starting your professional uh, career or continuing to play basketball for another year or two. Uh, I know we wish you for the best of luck. Uh, and we really, you know, enjoyed watching you, whether how, no matter how long your time was at Columbia, we really enjoyed watching the four of you. And I think all of you know, and uh, for sure that, you know, this program is in such a better place than when, uh, than when you all got here. So, and that's uh, definitely in large part to the four of you. So congratulations on your time at Columbia. And good luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. That was Callum Spiller, Madison Pack, Riley Casey, and Andrew McCormick, the four seniors from the women's basketball team. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to start our men's basketball segment with our first three. Who do we have coming up, Mike? Got Jake Flores, Randy Brumont, and Joseph Smoyer. So we'll be back after the break with those guys. So stick around. <laughs> At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy a great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. Welcome back to the latest episode of Inside Columbia Basketball presented by Vanderwater. We've got three members of the Columbia men's basketball class of 2021. So right now we're joined by Randy Brumont, Jake Flores, and Joseph Smoyer. So guys, thanks for taking some time today. Oh, yeah, excited to be here. Nice. So kind of open things up. I'm sure this isn't how you all envisioned your senior year going. Um, what was it, what's it been like as you've kind of like gone through the winter and into the spring kind of transitioning, just kind of focusing on schoolwork, staying ready. I know, you know, a lot of you guys are keeping playing options open, but talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing to kind of stay sharp, um, academically and athletically these last few months. I'll start with you, Randy. Um, well, it's been a transition, just going to school online, pretty much for all your classes. So having that, uh, having that and just like kind of, you're kind of like stuck almost. It kind of feels like you can get stuck like in one place 
just like going to class like online and stuff. So um, we try to like get out. Uh, thankfully, we had like access to a few gyms around the city. So we can like get in uh, still like get some shots up, work on our skills and that kind of stuff. So um, it's been good. But there's also been a lot of focus on academics as well, just having a lot more time to to do that kind of thing. Jake or Joseph, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it's been a different and challenging year. Uh, I think for me and, and for most of us, I feel like we've sort of adjusted to things uh, more and more as, as the year's gone on. Uh, it's, it's been great for all of us, all the seniors now are, are able to be here together. Uh, so it's been nice to spend some time together. Um, and yeah, like Randy said, we've, we've had some, some nice options to continue being able to work out. Um, so that's been I think, keeping us sane and together in a, in a nice way. Um, and similar to me, I, I've had a, like, it's been nice to have some time to focus on school, especially um, this, this last two semesters as a senior in some pretty difficult political science seminars where I have to write some pretty big papers. So um, it's been good to focus on that and also continue to work on basketball and um, have those options as well. Joseph, I know Randy and Jake are in New York. Are you at home or are you back in New York right now? I'm back in New York. Okay. Um, what's that been like since you, you've been, you were gone for almost a year? What's it like being back? Because I know those guys were here in the fall. Um, it's definitely exciting to be back. I'm, I was really happy to be able to see everyone. Um, and, you know, New York is a fun place to be even during a pandemic. So it's been nice to be back here. And, like, especially uh, last week or so, we've had some really nice days, been able to go on some bike rides in Central Park and um, just get out and explore the city a little bit. So. Um, it's been it's been really fun to be back. Are and are all six seniors on campus, or is it just the three of you? Or yeah, we've all six now. Gabe uh, just came back from Italy, maybe like two okay. weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have have you guys done anything kind of as a group? Uh, obviously, you know, socially distant aware. Uh, you know that that you've or do you guys have anything planned to do as a group now that you're all on campus? As like as you know, since it's your senior year. Yeah, so a few of us are living together, so we you know, spend most of the day together all the time, um, which is which has been great. Um, yeah, haven't we haven't we don't have anything planned specifically yet, but I, I know we're going to spend. We're gonna plan it right now. That's what we're going to do right here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys want to plan? Uh, we we've had some fun dinners together, which has been nice. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah, when we're great that the weather's getting nice now uh, we can uh, maybe maybe we can have some fun dinner at like a nice restaurant or something when now that it's getting warm again that'd be nice. yeah that'd be great randy just learned how to ride a bike so uh yeah after we, uh, 20 years heard, uh, just learn how to ride bikes so randy what let's talk about your experience uh your learning process mm -hmm. so uh i guess it all it all really started on a uh, on low beach the guys were out there i believe it was i think it was jake and ty at first like just a uh, trying to get me to go straight and it was a uh, it was very difficult because I my balance was just horrible so like every time I go I just like lean to the left or lean to the right and just like fall but I mean like after like of like two or three like training sessions I like was able to like go straight and then I finally got it on Riverside Park like a like up top there's like that little like straightaway where like the path goes all the way down and I was finally able to go straight on there so that was a that was a big moment for me. The guys are guys are pretty happy about it. Was uh who who was the other? Was it Luke? No. Yeah, Luke. Luke was there. 
Ben was the other person. Ben was the other person learning how to yeah. ride it. You guys learned how to ride it together at the same, like, were you both in Riverside Park together? Um, no, Ben actually learned a little bit later than me. I, I kind of picked it up before he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How was that moment? How was that moment? I mean, it was great, but then they wanted to take me on, like, the street and stuff, and then they're like, cars are <laughs> like, that's a whole different story, you know? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not ready for that. Oh, you got anything else? Oh no, yeah, I was just—I uh, was gonna. Were you, were you guys? Were uh, Jake and Joe? Were you there for the uh, the bike the bike riding uh, lesson? I I wasn't there, but I was very excited to hear about it. It was it was an exciting moment. We're gonna once conditions allow, we're gonna throw a bike theme party for Randy and Ben. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to go on a bike ride with Randy at some point. So. Yeah, that, that could be a, a senior activity for you guys. Yeah, we can do that. I was going to say, I didn't know if uh, there's any more uh, guys on the team that uh, just don't want people to know they don't know how to ride a bike. There could be, yeah. They could we'll, be. We'll find them and teach them, so. <laughs> We're not going to out them today. <laughs> Another episode. So let's take a look back. Walk us through, you know, your, your if you can remember some your development from first year to senior year and how you think – you've grown as players and individuals and how, you know, Columbia, the coaching staff, your teammates have kind of helped you get there. We'll go in reverse order this time. So Joseph, you can start. I mean, I obviously didn't really start at Columbia. Um, so it's been a long journey from University of Portland to Columbia. And definitely like the biggest thing for me is just maturity, like uh, go, coming as a freshman um, at University of Portland, I really, I didn't know what to expect. So, uh, that's like, and then coming into Columbia, I definitely knew more about what I was going to get my, getting myself into and I was able to prepare myself better for um, the season and just really get into the basketball and um, not be as kind of uh, taken off guard when like I, and like be more comfortable in terms of being on the team and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a tough first couple of years. I had two season ending shoulder surgeries um, and then finally got to be on the court last year, which was, which was awesome. Uh, not to sound cliche, but I think those, you know, those kind of bumps in the road allowed me to grow in, in ways that I wouldn't have been able to imagine coming in. Uh, and I think I got super lucky to have such great people around me. Uh, all my teammates and the coaching staff really helped me have a good perspective through that. Uh, and it was great to be as much of a part of a team as I possibly could throughout those two years and then to come together next year and, uh, be able to actually be on the court was was great. So, um, you know, obviously would have loved to have another chance to play this year, but I'm really grateful for my experience within the basketball program and everything that the Columbia community has been able to teach me and, and give me these last few years. And for me, I think I matured as a player and a person so much over these past four years. Like as a player, coming in and like like a little like a little under 190, and then just like growing and like getting physically stronger and just like being around the game so much and like you just know things like the game just goes slower for you and then uh as a as a person like jake said just the amount of like tremendous people we've met like throughout these past four years you just like show me different perspectives and like taught me so many things and I'm very grateful for that randy the hair transformations over the last four years have been yeah true that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's uh What's when you when you reflect back and it's, it might be hard to kind of do it right now, but uh, when you reflect back on your on your time at Columbia and you and you think about your time on the basketball team, what's what's going to be like a moment that sticks out to you? You think? 
Randy? Um, immediately, the one thing that came to mind was uh, when we beat Yale at their place, I think it was two years ago, our sophomore year. That was a, a really fun moment. Um, we, uh, I think we just beat Brown the day before. And like, we were just like, we were having like a little tough stretch and like that, just like coming back and then just like celebrating in the locker room. And then just like knowing that like, like this moment is gonna like last a while because like we were having like a little bit, like, like I said, like a tough stretch and like that moment right there was just like, just such great fun. And like, we'd worked so hard, like in practice, like the week before and stuff. And like, it was just all like kind of coming together. So that was like, that was a great moment for me. What about you, Jake? Uh, I think playing in a game for the first time last year uh, at St. John's was a really cool moment for me, obviously being from New York city and St. John's being in New York, uh, it was really cool to step on the floor for the first time. Um, I think overall, I, I always really love the little things kind of off the court that you wouldn't think much of. Like our bus rides together were always a lot of fun. Uh, just making each other laugh is you know, something I'll always remember. Is there, a, is there a moment on the bus that you can share with us that you know is going to stick out? Uh, there, there are a lot. <laughs> um, a, a, lot of, a lot of pranks being pulled. Um, a lot of sleep pictures uh, maybe we can get you guys some of those we saw some of those last year in the uh <laughs> in the virtual sea that we had last year oh yeah we did yeah i know a, a lot of those joseph i know your ride as you said has been uh unique uh going from portland to uh columbia and uh so but you know if you can if you can pick a columbia moment for the sake of the podcast uh um well, I was actually going to say the Yale game, too, because that was my retro year, and I came down on the train to watch, and I kind of – no one really knew I was coming, so was, I kind of showed up, and everyone was kind of looking in the stands like, oh, wow, Joseph's here. And so it was kind of cool to see them on the road and see them get the win, and then I got to go in the locker room afterwards. Um, Is that your transfer year? Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, just to see them, like, be in practice that week and, like, see how we had worked really hard, and, like, we had lost a, lot, a few weeks before that, and – just like seeing it kind of all come together at Yale and beating a really good team was really exciting for me. So I know Mike touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, do any of you have plans to play uh, basketball beyond this year? Yes. So I, along with a uh, tie bibs are committed to Howard university for next year. So I was going to do one year and uh, get my master's over there. So. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna kind of pivot to that because I, I did know that, Kyle. So well, I want them to say it. I know. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow up with, with, I'll, I'll follow up after the rest of these guys go. So. All right, Joseph, you're not going to school number three. Uh, yeah, I, I'm planning on a playing. I'm not exactly sure where yet. Um, okay. But I have a few options. Um, might drop down to D2 school. Um, which would be a good opportunity for me. I've had. A, talk to a few d2 schools which would sound like great fits so just uh trying to figure it out right now trying to find a good fit where i can keep playing and use my last year of eligibility so very nice very nice i'm still not quite sure yet uh still keeping all my options open um i recently started working on a company uh so trying to figure out um if i'm gonna want to pursue that full-time starting soon or or try to play so we'll see 
So going back to Randy, I mean, obviously there's some ties with former assistant coach, Kenny Blakeney uh, being the head coach at Howard. Um, how did you, I mean, obviously that relationship probably played a key role, but what were some other factors that, that led you to Howard? Um, just the fact that it's an HBCU is just, that's such a prestigious one at that. Um, I'll be continuing my education at a great school. Um, also the team, uh, as you sure has been kind like, as you know, it's been getting like a lot of buzz recently with McCore maker, some other big time prospects who are also like thinking about going there and like the kind of push for HBCUs to get like recruit better athletes. So that was uh, also a big part of it. Just like seeing like the upward trend that it's on, that's something I really want to be a part of. And like the fact that like, we do know uh, coach Kenny Blakeney and like, he knows our play styles and stuff. So it would be going into a, a situation that uh, both parties were kind of familiar with each other already. So it's not a work. Yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. I think that's going to be like yeah. tremendous experience for you. Like, you know, to be able to, you know, I, you, you like none of us wanted this to happen this year, but you know, the fact that you, you made something out of it by, mm-hmm. you know, going and, you know, grabbing hold of that experience that you'll have next year is, is going to be tremendous. So I look forward to watching you play Randy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I wanted to ask if any of you guys have been like texting Mike uh, through this big run that he and uh, Michigan have been on and uh, you know, what do you think? Where, how far are they going to go? Yeah, I've been speaking to Mike a lot. Uh, really, it's been really cool to watch. He's obviously playing great uh, on an incredible team. So I, they're my pick to win the whole thing. Um, Gonzaga's good, but I don't know. Michigan, Michigan's been coming together. They're looking really good. Mike's really stepping up. So I'm, you know, I'm going with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Michigan as well. Nice. I mean, yeah, if he, if he, if he, uh, if he makes it to the Final Four, I don't know. I told Mike we got to have him back on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till after the final four. He's got some. No, things. come on, Mike. Mike's, Mike's too. Mike, Mike. Mike's too conservative with this. You just got to go after it. You gotta get him on. We'll bring. We'll bring all the guys back on too, and they can chat with them. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, Jake, we talked a little about talk a little bit about uh, your company idea. You're you're going to try to go into business with uh, another basketball on Peter Barba. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that endeavor. Yeah, so Peter Broberts and I started working on this uh, earlier in the summer. Um, so beginning, hopefully in August of this year, college athletes are going to be allowed to profit from their name, image, and likeness for the first time, uh, meaning they'll be allowed to get paid for any sort of marketing or endorsement opportunities. Um, up until now, it's been strictly prohibited. Um, so some really exciting opportunities are opening up, and in our opinion, for college athletes at all levels. It's not just going to be the nationally famous basketball and football stars who are going to have opportunities. There's going to be some spread out, uh, you know, through all levels and all sports. Uh, there's going to be a lot of problems. It's going to be difficult for student athletes to find deals, to execute them. Um, they're going to have to disclose their deal information and follow some pretty specific rules. Uh, so what we're doing is building a marketplace to connect college athletes with brands and businesses for any sort of marketing opportunities, whether it's a social media post um, an in-person appearance at a local business, an autograph signing, whatever it may be. Uh, the goal is just to give both sides easy access to each other uh, to make sure all the rules are being followed perfectly so eligibility is never put at risk uh, and just giving college athletes a space to, uh, to maximize their earning potential, whatever that may be. Um, we're also building out an, an education platform to help prepare college athletes for this new landscape before the rules go into effect. So. Um, educating them on everything from financial literacy to brand building 
to these new NCA compliance rules to make sure that they're as prepared as possible to take advantage of these new rules and to do so safely. What was the, uh, I mean, obviously you being a, a college basketball player and a college student athlete, you know, you, I'm sure obviously that played a role in this whole, in this whole endeavor, but um, was there, how did, like, how did you get to this point? You know, like, was it so, like uh, a culmination of ideas from the two of you, or did you hear like from somebody else who, you know, just how did, how did we get here? Yeah. So when, when stuff first came out on this last fall, um, you know, first of all, it was really exciting because I think this is long overdue. Um, and I, I realized obviously there's going to be some great opportunities that present themselves, but it was, became clear pretty early on that it's going to be a difficult landscape to navigate. Um, so, you know, I kind of understood where Peter and I understood that student athletes are going to need help in one way or another, um, navigating it. Um, so I spent the summer working for a venture capital fund that focused on sports. Uh, and my boss this summer was very, very helpful just talking through this idea with me and helping me kind of uh, refine our thinking and, and realize, you know, what there's a need for and how we can help uh, all parties you know, take advantage of, of all the opportunities that are going to present themselves. Um, so I'd say, you know, a combination of Peter and I just talking through our experience as college athletes, our friends' experiences, uh, and understanding, you know, other people's perspectives really kind of pushed us to go through with this and hopefully do so in a way that's going to be able to help some, a lot of people out. To follow up with Joseph and Randy, you know, after basketball, you know, if you guys, when you guys pursue it, what, what are you guys looking to get into, uh, for career wise? Um, well, I'll be getting my master's in economics at Howard university. And I was going to look into not really like exactly sure yet, but, uh, I'm just going to kind of refine that over the next year. Look for some opportunities up there. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't really exactly know yet, but um, trying to still, figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to go maybe into policy or do something in that, or maybe be like a strength coach or something. Um, I have a lot of different interests, so I have to kind of figure that out. So that'll be good. Maybe I can take a do a master's degree in something that uh, leads me to a career. So. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think I speak for the entire athletics department when, you know, I say that we really enjoyed watching the three of you and the rest of your class uh, over these last four years. I mean, clearly, it's unfortunate that, you know, what happened with the pandemic, we, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't watch you all play your senior years at Columbia. But, you know, I think you all are making the best of it uh, in your various, you know, uh, journeys and the opportunities that you're taking. So uh, we wish you three the best of luck. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to have you back on the podcast at some point soon, you know, maybe Randy, we'll have you back on when uh, Howard's going to the final four next year. Right. Yeah. Right. Jake, we'll have you back on when uh, you and Peter are multi-billionaires uh, with your business and uh, Joseph's going to be playing professionally. We know it right here. So we'll have him back on. I'm just putting it out there, Joseph. I know you are. <laughs> But uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be back with the other three seniors from men's basketball, Gabe Stefanini, Luke Bolster, and Ty Bibbs. So stick around. You're listening to the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. 
New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. Welcome back to segment two with the Columbia men's basketball seniors. We're joined by Luke Bolster, Ty Bibbs, and Gabe Stefanini. Guys, thanks for coming back. Good to see you all. Good to see you, Mike. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yep, so, thanks for having us. Let's just jump right in. Like, let's let's not waste any time. Let's give the listeners what they want. <laughs> all right. Uh, so how's the semester going, Gabe? What's it been like for you? To, we'll start with you, Gabe, because you're back in New York City. What's it been like these last couple of weeks? Uh, what was it like coming back from Italy? What Talk about, like, the quarantining and kind of getting reacclimated with New York City this these right. last weeks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have to quarantine because I got a, a COVID test the day before I left. And then as soon as I got back, I got one. So like it was basically just a three day quarantine. I was in Jersey, one of my best friends that I stayed with in high school. <clears throat> and uh, then I'm just back in New York. You know, I'm uh, I'm staying with uh, some friends. And uh, right now, like during the day, I usually just chill with like Ty, Randy and like, all the guys just kind of hang out as much as we can till we're out, you know. So it's been good, though. It's been good to see everybody like I kind of needed and like I missed everybody like especially seeing the coaches and just like kind of get back to what my routine kind of was here you know it's just it's good it feels like I'm back home you know like instead of like it was got it was been too long since I was in Italy I needed to come back to New York and just get a different experience and environment for one last time. Ty what's the house dynamic been like since Gabe's come coming to the picture is he <laughs> polite roommate doing his dishes cleaning up after himself now he's cool. He hasn't he hasn't stayed with us too much. He kind of just hangs out during the day. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he's cleaner than my other two roommates, so, <laughs> so I respect that. Nice. So, Luke, talk, talk a little bit about uh, what you've been up to this last this last year and semester, and, and um, you know, give everybody an update. Yeah, um, I mean, I live with uh, my roommate is Ben Milstein, um, who's a rising senior on the team. Um, and yeah, I just been, you know, since the season was canceled, um, trying to take of some, take advantage of some academic opportunities that I haven't been able to in the past. Um, so I've gotten to take a couple art classes, um, because usually they, they meet, um, during our practice time, but that's been a nice, um, sort of silver lining of the pandemic, uh, something I've been able to get into. Um, other than that, just you know, it's, it's weird. I mean, 
basketball has started up again. You know, we've, we've been able to get in the gym. Um, so it's starting to feel a little bit more like normal, but, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been nice to have a, a new dimension of like time in your day, but, uh, we definitely missed the, uh, you know, consistency of the schedule, you know, practice every day and working out. But, yeah. Nice. So, um, Luke, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but you know, if you want to let people know you're, you're planning on applying for grad school right now, you're in the process. So there's a potential that you could be back for another year at Columbia with the new Ivy league waiver. So, um, talk a little bit about that and what you're, what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was, I think I'm really lucky, um, because the opportunity doesn't work for everyone. Um, and, you know, from a basketball and academic standpoint, it just, it made sense for me. Um, and so I'm really happy that coach, you know, wanted me back and, um, I'm excited to try to, you know, get some closure on my Columbia career, um, in a way that our class really didn't get the chance to. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think I'm really excited and I'm hopeful. I don't want to take anything for granted. I don't want to, you know, guarantee that I'll be back because the admissions process is competitive. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've been working out with the team and it's, it's going to be a really exciting opportunity. So I'm um, just trying to give it my all. We like your chances. We're just I'm the, <laughs> Luke's got the highest GPA on the team guys. So, <laughs> so we'll hopefully see Luke back. Uh, we talked to Randy in the last segment. Uh, were you guys a package deal going to Howard? Was that, was that part of the plan? <laughs> um, I mean, pretty much, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess me and Randy are kind of kind of like a duo. Uh, we have been for the past four years, so um, we're just we're happy that uh, Coach Kenny's kind of continuing that tradition, um, and we're excited to be able to stay together and obviously do that with Coach Kenny, um, a familiar face, and Coach Jake Brown as well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean we're excited and, and blessed for that opportunity. Um, couldn't be happier to do it with anyone else. So. In a weird way, you know, their season unfortunately got shut down a little bit earlier due to COVID issues. Did that kind of help you kind of speed up the process? Because a lot of these other players are still, you know, they're going to wait for after the NCAA tournament probably to make their plans. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we, we got in the portal kind of early. Um, we wanted to get a head start on all of that because we knew this year would kind of be crazy with transfers and things like that. Um, so we tried to get in as early as possible to weigh out what options we would have. Um, and, and a lot of a lot of the schools were kind of in a in a waiting game to see what was going to happen with the end of their season, what was going to happen with their seniors, whether they're going to come back or not. So um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that their season also got canceled early because right away they knew um, what availability they had. Um, and like I said, um, it just it seemed like a perfect opportunity for for Randall and myself to go play uh, for a familiar face, a guy that we trust, um, and a guy that that we really want to play for. So. Um, I guess we're, we're, we're real. I, I'm very happy um, to be able to have committed as early as I did um, and be able to go play for Coach Kenny. So I'm excited. Yeah, we talked to you earlier in the year. You're still weighing your, your options and everything, but it looks more likely like you'll be playing another year of college basketball, right? Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I decided I'm going to do a fifth year somewhere else because obviously with the new waiver that the Ivy League did, like, I still didn't have a chance to come back for different reasons. But I'm just waiting for the right opportunity and the right time to make my decision. I already got some uh, good choices, but I'm waiting to um, till March Madness ends, obviously, and uh, then probably like a month or so uh, I'll be making my decision. I hope, and uh, we'll see where that takes me. 
I know it's probably a little bit different for all of you, but talk about, you know, Coach Engels and the Columbia coaching staff and how they've been kind of helping you guys through this, this process. I mean, it's obviously unprecedented and they haven't really had to do that, but talk about the support you've received from, from the Columbia coaching staff on, on these last, this last year, even. Well, it's definitely been like very challenging for everybody and like kind of a weird year, you know, especially since the Ivy League made the decision that we're not going to play. So once that was made, I put my name in the portal and, you know, coaches helped me all the way through it. Like I've been talking to all the people that he knows, all the coaches that he knows, that he, he thinks that I would be a good fit in. And uh, we just actually grabbed lunch today and we still talked about it a little bit, you know, and, uh, and he's just trying to help me make the best decision for myself because obviously – um, this is like a very delicate decision and a lot of people, a lot of grad transfer can go to a place where they're, they might not be appreciated enough or like, you know, it's because we're not high school kids anymore. You don't have four years. You're not young. You don't really know what you're going into. Like we, we're, we're grown into men and like we got to start taking our responsibilities. So it's just a very, uh, the, it's like a decision that you need to be really careful on and you got to go somewhere you appreciate it and you know, you're going to play. So, you, you know, it's a, uh, and that's what like he's been really been trying to get to me and not don't focus too much on like the level or the name of the school, but like who's there and like what they can offer you to make you feel comfortable and like give you the best opportunity for the for your future, you know, for my future after school. You know, hopefully in my pro career if I have the chance to play professional basketball. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, similar to Gabe, I think the coaching staff has been very helpful. Uh, like Gabe said, it's been a challenging year for everybody. Um, when we found out that we weren't going to be able to compete this year, I think we were all pretty upset about that. Um, I know I was for sure. Gabe and not Gabe was actually the first, one of the first people that I met in my class coming in in the summer. And we talked about from that point when we were freshmen, young freshmen at the time, yeah. uh, about having a chance to, to one, one day be the, be the leaders of the team and, and be the two, the two guards to kind of be those leaders. And, and I guess like the three of us are sitting here um, and that's what we had hoped to do this season. So, it's unfortunate we didn't get to do that, but I think we did we did the best job that we could to try to lead in, in uncertain times. And I think um, even with the uncertainty of what was going to happen with this year, um, I think the coaches have been really respectful of of what we were going, what we wanted to do with our futures. Um, and, and just like Gabe, they've been very helpful with me offering me guidance um, and their opinions on, on what they what they felt I should do with my future. So. I'm very appreciative of that and anything like they need in the future, anything I need, I know that they're there for me and they know that I'm there for them. So I'm thankful for it all. Yeah. You know, echo everything that Gabe and Ty said. I think that the biggest thing for me is that uh, the relationship with our coaching staff sort of graduated uh, beyond basketball. Um, we were dealing with something that was completely, no one was prepared for. Um, and especially our class, you know, we've, we felt the love. Um, and so that was a, uh, that was great to see. Um, that's certainly not the case with all coach and uh, player relations, but, you know, we, we, uh, our coaching staff is, you know, coaches first and friends right, right along there with it. So, yeah. I agree. So let's jump into some superlatives a little bit, like some of your favorite memories from, you know, your previous three years at Columbia. So, uh, so I will start with you. Anything that sticks out, maybe start with, let's start with off the court. So like a funny moment that you're, you're like, you'll never forget. Um, <laughs> there's so many, I don't even know. There's, there's so many, um, just, <laughs> I think just freshman year or sophomore year, like all of us live together, everyone in our class, 
Um, and just obviously living with the guys, you grow so close to them and like they become your family. So I think that's definitely just my, my favorite time is just hanging out with the guys, like being with them literally 24 seven, like they're my guys, like I'm with them all the time. I hate them. I love them like all in one. So yeah. kinda, we kind of go through it all um, and have been through literally anything you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did it together, like whether that's laughing together, crying together, as cliche as it sounds, but we did it all. And I, I, I'm thankful for all of those moments. All right. So I won't put you guys on the same spot as I put Todd. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's, what's the best meal you guys have had in together like as a team Ooh. meal either on a trip or even on the side like it, it, whatever you know new york mm. city known for its food and i'm doing this in honor of kyle who couldn't join us today so <laughs> i think luke what was the name of the place we went to um where we had steak on um, the, the steakhouse yeah oh uh, uh, that, that was probably one of the best meals we had at the team yeah i'm trying to remember the name it was like downtown. peter luke's or something, something. yeah it was like Peter Luger's or something. Yeah, like that. that play yeah. is probably one of the best meals we've ever had as a team. Yeah, that was yeah. The coaching staff took us out to get like steak, and it was yeah. That it was, was after the uh, we visited like Goldman Sachs. Yeah, right? we yeah. yeah. We to visit to Goldman Sachs. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that, that was. But obviously, like, even like all the dinners that we have, uh, like with recruits and stuff, it's always fun to go because you know you get a you get a good meal out of it, and you just like hang out with the new guys, get to know like the new freshmen and the incoming freshmen. So whenever we could help out the guy, the coaches, you know, as they helped us out, like we always did it. Yeah, I would say a, a close second on that is the the Dartmouth pregame meal and the Hanover Inn. It's just <laughs> a real homey, you know, good time. <laughs> <laughs> Super cat. Yeah. <laughs> nah. We're not writing home about the food at Dartmouth. Hey, those, uh, the, what year was our freshman year or sophomore year? They had like garlic knots, though, that were actually. Yeah. No, those were good. I, I that's remember. like, that's one of the fun things about like going on road trips is we usually get the same meal um, so we can compare them pretty easily. Um, <laughs> and there are some good ones and there are some bad ones. Actually, I do have the, one of the best memories of the court. It was a, uh, the Christmas nights, Luke, when we were doing all this. You did my imitation of that. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> those those that are always a good spot time. On. That was pretty spot on. I can't <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. All right. For any of you, favorite Jetsy Eagle story? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's oh. a long list, Mike. Oh, my. Uh, okay. My, my freshman year. Uh, we were in practice and I made like, I made these, like these simplest play. Like I think I drove down the lane and jump stop and like bounce past it to Jaron, who was like our old big man at the time. I like bounced past it across the lane to Jaron and he dunked it. And Coach Angle stopped practice and was like, are you serious? Like, what did I do? And he's like, he's like, that is the worst play I've ever seen in it was just a simple bounce pass. A dude said that it was the worst play he had ever seen in his entire year of coaching, years of coaching. And I was, I was shocked. I didn't like, I couldn't laugh obviously, but I thought it was hilarious in the moment. Cause I was like, yeah. it was just a normal play, but, but yeah, now nah, he's coach Agle is. I yeah. Him, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Dude. He's got, he's got so many stories about him as well. Funny looking back at it, but it's like he's trying to push you to be better. It's coming from. I'm just trying to. It's a it. tough love, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have uh, a lot of those tough love moments. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember Coach Angles one. That was my freshman. One of the first few practices that we had. 
Like I was on the court the whole time. I was sprinting. He was yelling at me because I wasn't running hard enough. And then I got to drink a cup of water. I oh, got, I remember. As I'm like this, he's like, Gabe, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I looked, I'm just drinking. He's like, get back on the court. As I dropped the cup and I ran back on the court. But now with Eagle, like um, when I was hurt, he used to drive me a lot to like, get my check-ins at the hospital. So like I was in the car with him a lot. And like, he used to tell me all the stories of Vermont and stuff. Like with this one time, like he had a player that like, broke his face or something like he said he broke his face and the, like the week after he had surgery and everything he played at like 30 and i was like ah god that was that possible like yeah. Yeah. Is the man. yeah i think with ego just you know rather than pick one story i think it's the fact that he has a story yeah, for yeah. every situation every person um you know he's been he's been around the game for a long time um and He's just got, he's got a lot of wisdom. He's got a lot of funny stories. Um, so definitely don't be afraid to start a conversation with him because it'll be entertaining and you'll actually probably learn something. Yeah, the conversation might not end yeah. though. That's the yeah. Conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's safe to go last. Go last I, don't, I, don't, I don't want Peter Barber's ego to get too big because this is his second mention on this episode. But uh, I think when we talked to him, one of his like life goals was to make it into a Jesse Akel story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I said that he's like, that's all I want in life. I want to be my name to be dropped in a, a Jesse Eagle story. <laughs> nice. I could see that. So you guys are part of a nice little history there. So we talked about we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, Coach Angles and his inspirational messages on the group chat. Is there any ones that stick out to you guys that uh, any of your favorites? Coach Angles. Yeah. That's a good question. Coach actually, uh the other day, I mean this this doesn't apply as much to Gabe and Ty because um, they've, you know, they're going places next year, but um, coach sent a video of Kobe Bryant talking about sort of his approach to like making a team and like the idea, like basically what he said was like, the reason I'm so hard on guys is so that when we step on the court, it's 15 of people, like 15 people with my attitude, my competitive intensity and my passion come into play rather than just me um and so that was like a, that was a pretty cool video to watch um just because you know obviously Kobe um passing away was you know it was really hard for the basketball world um and just to see sort of what how much he cared um but yeah that was that was a good one that that was the first one that came to mind for me yeah, I think I think like uh, we have our team values, obviously, like every other team in the country, or like in the world, probably. But I think what he really tries to touch base on getting us like all of us have to be a leader, and like we need to be accountable, you know, and uh, take responsibility. Like how much you, how much are you willing to sacrifice for your teammates? You know, like when things don't go right, are you gonna be the one that quits, or are you gonna be the one that's like step it up and like encourages everybody? Like just it's gonna be like a leader on and off the court, like. He tries to like <clears throat> give us those values not only for like because we're playing with him but like for life. He's trying to help us become men. You know, like he <clears throat> from the first day he's always been like really tough on us, but like in a good way. You know, we always took it the right way. We never like just backed down from like when he would like yell at us or like anything because we knew what he what he meant to us. Because like what I always say, you need to start getting worried when coaches stop yelling at you and stop getting on to you because that's yeah. you know, when they're gonna stop hearing and like. The thing with coach, like he, he never stopped that. Even with like 
um, like the younger guys that are coming in, like he's onto them more than he's on like the seniors or the juniors. And they like, even if we do something wrong, we usually know how we're going to fix it and stuff. So like, he, like if he gets onto you, so the coach gets onto you, it's usually like for what the, the best, because he's got the best interest in you. So that's what I've always appreciated about him. You know, like he never like lets you slack a single play. Like that's the, that's the crazy thing. I remember he used to get on me for like, because I wasn't sprinting all the way through the corner, you know, and I was like, I thought I was, I thought I was. And like, oh, you, you got to play hard the whole, the whole time you're on the court. And uh, I think that I really improved on that factor, seeing, you know, what he needs. Because like, when you're a freshman, you don't really know what you're going into, you like a new team, new rules, new coach, like new teammates. Like you don't really know what to expect. And the <laughs> fact that he's like always so like, disciplined and tough and like knows like because he knows like he knows what he stands for and he's always going to stand up for himself or like what he believes you know and I think that's something that he tries to transfer to us too nice so last question for me is talk about you know how have you changed in these last four years uh, as a person as a basketball player uh, just talk about your development you guys talked about maturing and everything but what other ways are you different now than when you came in you guys want to start? Um, I guess I can start. Um, I don't know. I think, I think coming in, I was, like Gabe said, I was just eager to come into something new. Um, I, I was, it had been a lifelong goal of mine to become a division one basketball player. And like my freshman year, like I was kind of in awe, like I was doing that. I was living my dream. Um, and then once, like once I was here, um, I think I don't know. I was I was like shocked. Uh, I was a young kid, um, but I think I like in my four years here. I think I've grown into like a man instead of like the like the boy that I came in as. Um, and I think that's that's come from I think the challenges and the successes that we've had on the on and off the court. Uh, like these past four years have been some of the happiest and some of the. Uh, yeah, some of the most difficult times in my life. Um, and I wouldn't change a, a single thing about any of it. Um, so I think I've learned and I've grown from everything I've experienced here. Um, I met some of my best friends, people that I wouldn't have met if I, if I didn't come here. Um, I'm living in the, one of the greatest cities in the world. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a struggle, but it's also been like a life-changing experience for me being here at Columbia, um, playing for Coach Ingles, um, and meeting these guys here that I don't even, I don't consider teammates, I don't consider them friends, like this is my family for real. So um, I'm thankful for it all. Um, and I'm happy, I'm proud of, of who I've become from, from these four years. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, similar to Ty, I feel like I've definitely grown up um, these past four years. As a basketball player, I would say, um, you know, thinking about the game, uh, the mental aspects of my game has grown a lot. Um, I mean, I had a lot of room to grow, you know, physically and skill wise. But I think that, you know, one of the biggest things about Columbia basketball is um, it's cerebral. You know, we have a we have a high um, IQ team and we have a complicated system. And so you really have to, you really have to know basketball. Um, so I'm really proud of that. Um, just kind of knowing the game infinitely better than I ever have. Um, and as a person, you know, I mean, Columbia has been in my life um, for my whole life. Uh, my dad has been here 
for as long as I've been alive. Um, as long as I've been and, alive, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Um, but I've just, you know, I've loved Columbia. Um, and I just, now I could, you know, I'm a, I'm a Columbia lion. Uh, I get to tell people that. Um, and that's pretty cool. So yeah, everything that, you know, everything Ty said, and it's, it's just been, it's, it's hard to believe it's over, honestly, or it's almost over. Um, you know, it's some of the, some of the best times of my life have been because of Columbia. hundred percent. Like, I think what I've grew the most in, it's uh, being mentally tough and ready to like accept any adversity and just like knowing what I want. Cause like now I really know, I think I understand like my value as a person more than like as a player. Cause like, obviously like everyone, there's always going to be someone better than you on the court. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's how you're going to approach that. Like, are you going to go into the game by thinking like, Oh, like these guys are like, are, are better than us. Like on paper, like, what are you going to do? Like you can't just let that affect you. And I think that like being here, that's what really helped me. Cause like, obviously like our last few seasons weren't really successful, but like the last time I played my sophomore year, like we didn't care who we went against like we never did you know like we we were always like underrated we were always like given for like um the underdogs you know and like we always came up and like showed our toughness like even if like all the with all the close games that we lost in like all our three four years a year like you know it's so I think that like that really helped me grow as an individual like especially off the court because like what I think what you do uh, with basketball on the court it transfers on, on the things that you are outside like as, as an individual so um, I think that I'm really grateful for that. And obviously, as Ty and Luke said, like just the family that like we cultivated and grew here, like we really became so close. Like I, I never thought I, would, I was going to come to Colombia and find like such an amazing group of people that I'm going to be in touch with the rest of my life. You know, like, I think that we created really like a special bond that's really hard to find. And um, I'm just like so happy for that. Well, guys, I think that, that'll do it for this episode we want to thank you for joining us i uh, want to wish you. you the best of luck um so that was ty bibbs gabe, gabe stefanini and luke bolster you've been watching the inside columbia basketball podcast presented by vandewater thanks for joining us all season make sure to check up on all the previous episodes on soundcloud uh spotify apple Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms so for my usual co-host, Kyle Matrician and Megan Rojas, uh, I'm Mike Kowalski. We will see you again next fall when we will be hopefully back on campus and have some basketball games to talk about. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. 